0: love talk radio until you stop breathing till you stop bleeding until your heart stops kick drum beating when it's hard times when it's long days and the enemy is right up in your face When your back's against the ropes And you're feeling all alone Keep fighting. Show it's my first broadcast today. I'm really excited to be here for everyone today, all my listeners. I'm glad you're here to see uh, to hear me tonight today. Excuse me, um, but today um, is a real special day for me, um, but it's also a sad day. But I am dedicating this broadcast, and it is my special broadcast today um, that I want to uh, dedicate it to my mother, uh, who unfortunately passed two years ago, uh, just the very day at the age of 78 of Alzheimer's disease. So, um, I was debating back and forth whether I should do this program today or not. But being, I kept on thinking about it, and it really made sense to do it today because um, she always wanted to take care of me, help me out, and uh, she was always there to support me. And I wanted to reach out to people today to really recognize how important health is. And as the song indicated in the beginning, um, keep fighting the good fight. You know, we got to work for helping to build our our health and improving our health constantly. You know, we're inundated with a lot of different advertisements for fast food and different things that kind of distract us from, from good, healthy eating habits. So hopefully uh, today's show, um, and of course I and my mother and, and all of you out there who are maybe struggling with some of your uh, issues of health, um, this broadcast and all broadcasts that come after this, um, I'm going to be doing this every Saturday at 1130 for about a half an hour at the same site. Um, what I hope to do and my mission is to help you uh, learn a little bit more about your health through the psychology of weight loss, psychology of wellness, um, giving you inspiration, consistently giving you motivation, health tips, wellness tips, sports performance. We're going to talk about um, inspiration, how to get motivated, uh, mindset. Uh, we'll eventually talk about possibly some um, uh, issues related to uh, you know, building a business maybe uh, and helping people with health like I'm doing right now. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit about myself. Maybe some of you don't know me. Um, I'm happily married to a woman by the name of Lisa for 20 years now. We have two children. One is uh, Brianna, 18, and Rachel, 13. Um, and I've been uh, involved in mental health and uh, Addiction for several years for 20 years exact. Um, I'm a graduate of King University with a master's in psychology I have a license in alcohol and drug counseling in the state of New Jersey um, And I've worked with uh, for the past 20 years with persistent and chronic mental illness and addiction and it's helped many people in that regard um, So I really enjoy helping people and I've always done that so much. Um, I presently have a business in health and nutrition where I'm helping people uh, improve their energy weight loss, sports performance, and giving them wellness tips uh, of different products that could help them. Um, I'm also, uh, some highlights about me, I'm also a fourth-degree black belt and been studying for the past 38 years. Um, I've been in who's who in uh, martial arts in America um, in USA. Um, I, was appear, I appeared on Good Day New York, presenting my favorite salsa recipe uh, with Rosanna Scott and Reed Lamberti back in 2009. And I've also had the opportunity to meet uh, Joe Fermano, who became my friend and interviewed me on a radio broadcast program. I've always had an interest of being on radio, so I'm hoping that this broadcast will help you understand. So today what I want to talk about is the psychology of weight loss. Uh, Some of you have maybe seen me on Getting Healthy Today on Facebook, where I posted seven tips to motivate yourself from weight loss. A lot of times we have a lot of programs out there that help us with weight loss. Um, but before any program can really help you, um, I always tell people that you have to look at the intrinsic part of you. What's, what's inside of you? What's the internal motivation? Um, a lot of times we're externally motivated, and maybe it's not going to stick. Um, I'm sure if you went for a goal of some sort um, and you weren't able to stick with it because it didn't come from you, maybe somebody was forcing you to do something, uh, maybe lose weight, and you're hearing it from your mother, your sister, your brother, your friend, somebody who's concerned about you, but it really wasn't coming from you. So I always tell people it's really important that you think about how is it um, a purpose for you to do. So one of the things I work with people is I help them teach them about learning about the purpose and why. Why are you doing what you're doing? So the first tip out of seven is having a vision of how it would feel if you were to lose, let's say, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds. What would that look like, and how would you feel because of that weight loss? So it has to be uh, within kind of thing. It's got to be internalizing. You have to do it because you feel like doing it. Once you make that strong commitment that that's what you want to do, that will will fuel the fire getting you geared up to do this is what you want to do. for me to lose 56 pounds and most recently 15 pounds, I really had to get excited about it. I mean, a, I have a history of um, – Two cents, I had 90% blockage in my heart, so I had to get two cents in my heart. So And, and I've had a history of pulmonary embolism, so I've had consistent ongoing health problems. So health is always uh, in the forefront in my vision when I'm working every single day. I'm always doing something to improve my health. So the first thing I say to myself is, why is it that I want to lose weight? What is the purpose of that? How am I going to benefit from it? So number two, you ask yourself, why am I doing this in the first place? And again, what is my purpose? Why am I doing it? Number three, you want to internalize these thoughts, um, and don't let the, prep, the process, um, you know, bring you to that to that goal. You want to you want the process to um, to bring you to that to that goal. You want to be um, consistent with the process and be committed. Once you set goals and commitment to that process, you want to stay with it, and you want to reinforce your progress, even if it's the smallest amount, you want to continue with that goal. Um, the next one is, uh, remember, it's worth uh, the, the why you're doing this. You know, you have to remind yourself why you're doing this. You're doing this for a real reason, and the real reason is it's important for you to get this done. Um, now, and number seven, um, you want to repeat that process. So once you gone through all the steps, you want to you continue on this journey and remind yourself, what have I done wrong, and how can I correct it? So a lot of times um, what filters in is emotional eating problems. So a lot of times we have emotional eating issues. Um, if we're sad, if we're depressed, um, we reach for food. Um, so what happens there is a person is conditioned psychologically, to go for that particular item because it gives them instant gratification. Um, I've worked with addictions, and people have addictions, and one of the main reasons besides people's enjoyment because of the effects, people go for drugs as a self-medication. They self-medicate, and they try to use that as a coping mechanism because that's all they know. So basically, if you only know is that, that's what's going to happen to you. What you know is what you're going to do. So remember that. Anything that you've done and you're conditioned to do. So if you've um, had difficulty um, with relationships and you go to the fridge and you start eating, or if um, you're sad about something and you go to eat food, food is the quickest thing that we find to gratify ourselves from a problem that we may be having. It doesn't mean that we don't have the capacity to deal with the problem, but it's the quickest thing that we can find to do it because unfortunately, psychologically, it takes a lot of effort down and avoid eating because it's there. So one of the things you have to do is kind of discipline yourself. A lot of it is discipline and understanding what are the consequences. So you have to go through what's called consequential thinking. How do, you, how do, I, how do I look at this and what are the consequences? What are the costs and what are the benefits if I choose not to eat that ice cream or that particular issue that makes me uh, indulge? What are going to be the benefits if I hold myself back? So one of the things I do is called motivational interviewing. I um I help clients understand why their behavior patterns are causing them havoc and causing them this difficulty and and despair. So once they're able to internalize that their behavior, once they change their behavior and make small changes, they can see the growth that they're making and they can um increase their ability to just continue doing the good thing so that they they are reinforced. So one of the things we have to do is basically be consistent and follow through. So let's say today you don't do what you think you could do, and that is stay away from stuff that causes you um, to be uh, an emotional eater. But what you want to do is how can I do better tomorrow? So you want to kind of look forward to the next day. How can I get that uh, in my – in my arsenal, How can I follow through on that? So having the right mindset is so important. A lot of us may not have self-confidence enough. Um, and quite frankly, the other issue that happens with weight loss is people are not ready to lose weight. Um, it could be a forced issue. When anything is a forced issue, it's not going to work. I can tell you that from now from experience. I've helped people with their alcohol and drug problems. And when they decided that they want to stop using, then they stop using pretty much. Um, but a lot of times um, the addiction in that sense is very, very strong. Um, but we, we need to continuously work on understanding our behaviors. And once we identify the behavior patterns that cause us this difficulty, then we can start to um, change a little bit about what's going on. Now, I'm not telling you it's an easy process because it's not. Um, everything in life is, 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 difficult at times, but we need to have the um, motivation to do that. And the motivation is quite frankly, we just have to keep identifying why am I doing this? What's the purpose? Um, but a lot of times people don't look at the small progress. So for instance, if you were to lose weight today, uh, a pound, you just started a program yesterday and today you lost one pound, you check the scale, which I don't, rep- I don't recommend you doing checking scale every day because that's, I've been around people that check the scale almost every day to see how they're doing. But if you were to check it uh, week to week and you lost 1.2 pounds or 2.6 pounds, a lot of us say, Oh my God, that's not enough. 2.6 is not enough. That is kind of what also discourages people on a weight loss program. They just say 2.6 is not good enough. Well, why is it not good enough? Is it your standard or someone else's standard? You know, quite frankly, we're trying to hurry up the process and we can't do that. So, if you lose one pound, two pounds, that is amazing because you know why? It's not, the, it's not the amount of weight that is lost, but it's the process that you're going about changing your, your ways, your habits. I mean, really, the process of, of dieting may not be looked at in the way it's looked at. If we would look at it in a different way, let's look at the process. What am I learning about myself, my body? What's important? Um, hopefully, the diet reestablishes the needs of an individual to stay healthy. Um, it's important, you know, we we make mistakes, but it's how quickly do we get back to where we need to be? So if you were off your diet one day, how quickly did you get back on eating healthier uh, foods and, and, and and of that sort? So it's really important that you follow the routine that you're following, the regimen that you've done. Um, and the more consistent and the more persistent that you are, you're going to, you're going to get the, the gratitude of knowing that you've made an effort and when you weren't there. So the, the, the fact that you actually started a program is, oh, my God, it's like a million dollars. You know, you, you spent a million dollars and you've gotten all the benefits because the first step is initiating the behavior. That's really the first step is initiating that first move towards positive, um, uh, you know, motivation to get something done. And, you know, once our brain sees A versus and B, A is the start of it, and then B is working towards it. C will will come, and that's the results. You will see results once you follow that routine on an ongoing basis. Um, so, anyways, if anybody's out there right now, feel free to call me at five one six four one eight five nine seven nine. I'd love to hear from you, answer your questions or any concerns you may have. Um, the the next thing I want to talk about is um, besides mindset, is um, identification. You need to identify what um, what happens to you uh, when you're not able to to fight through some kind of issues. Um, what do you do when there's no results or little results? How do you step out of that? Well, one of the things you have to do is you have to kind of regroup and identify. What What is actually going on? Is there something that I could do differently? Can I look at the situation a little bit differently? Can I um, understand this problem? Is it something that is temporary? A lot of times problems are temporary or permanent. If a situation happens to you, is it temporary or permanent? Um, a lot of times you have to think about the uh, the struggle in a way that is not so debilitating. Uh, we, we, we tend to... Uh, worry about, I didn't lose 25 pounds that I started off with, but I only lost 10. I mean, I was on a program, a uh, 24-day challenge, and I lost 14 and a half, almost 15 pounds in 24 days. Now, I know other people in that same program lost 22 pounds and 23 pounds. I could have easily said, you know what, man, I didn't do anything good. I only lost 14 and a half, and they lost 22. How is that going to help me? I mean, I, I, I can't believe I didn't do so well. And I could really discourage myself from the accomplishment that I did. I mean, that's a lot of of weight loss. Um, Now, the other thing is that, you know, how do you form a habit? A habit is formed when you do something for 21 days straight. That's when a habit is formed, after 21 days straight. After 21 days, that habit is formed. So if you have good habits or bad habits, if you've done something for three weeks straight, you've already created a habit, whether you like it or not. So let's say you consistently um, argued with somebody for 21 days. You pretty much established a, a habit of arguing with somebody 21 days. In order to change that, you have to identify that that's not appropriate and then start off the next 21 days of changing that behavior and, and doing something different. Now, after 90 days of doing a behavior, now you've actually made that a lifestyle change. So a lot of times if you've lost in 21 days, uh, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever. That is a habit that you've created. Now, the next thing, if you've lost even more weight up to 90, let's say you lost about 60 pounds in 90 days, now that's a lifestyle change. Now you really realize that the habits that you were forming before weren't healthy for you. So maybe the food you ate, you started to realize you could stay away from soda. You could stay away from other things that are harmful to you. And by doing that, consistently enough it becomes a part of you in your everyday living so as a result you start to change how you see yourself on a day to day basis but that only comes through constant reinforcement and, and willingness to identify that there is a need to change so uh, that that's usually the case folks so a lot of the motivation of weight loss comes from what is it that you have within you to want to change this weight that you are? And why is it that the weight that you are is not making you happy? you got to almost be careful of how you use that thought process. You know, do you identify your body image as something positive or is it something else? You know, to, to say that you're going to only utilize your weight as a means to think about yourself in a positive way, may not be very healthy because, unfortunately, the standard of weight in our society is varied in different cultures. Um, it may be, they may be heavier, and that is seen as okay. And in our country, it may be the lighter you are, is the better you look, which is not really fair. As a matter of fact, I want, to offer, I want to talk to you about a post I saw about maybe two and a half months ago, and it had to do with this woman that was a plus-sized woman. The woman is very beautiful. Unfortunately, I don't mean the person, but there was a famous supermodel that had something to say about this woman that was modeling uh, a bikini, and basically saying that she didn't belong in that picture because of her plus size and how would she represent that? I was very offended and made a rant about it and said I didn't think it was fair that someone would actually put down a woman that plus size that looked amazing um, and, and and wouldn't and wouldn't be seen as as beautiful, which is not fair. So. We, we need to kind of define what you need to define for yourself, not what society tells you, but what you define as healthy. Because it's really important when you define what healthy is, then you make your own decisions from that. Of course, speak to your doctor. Talk to your doctor what's a healthy weight for your particular body frame, body type. Um, you can't go by just your height and weight like they do, the BMI and all that. You, you have to uh, speak to your doctor. And then ask, uh, what kind of body frame do you think I am? And that goes by that. Um, but also, you also want to know, how do you feel? Um, do you have difficulty breathing? You know, you want to check to see if you have any met, uh, health problems that cause that problem with breathing. Um, or is it a weight? In my case, I thought it was my weight, but it really was cloggage in my arteries, in my heart. So when I would walk up the stairs, I had a difficult time. I wish I knew it had something to do with my uh, heart and not my weight, because I was just trying to lose weight and still was having problems. And then, unfortunately, on April 26, 2011, I had to be rushed to the hospital, and then that's how I found out I needed something more. So it's really important that you listen to your body. If your body's telling you it's not, you're not feeling good, get it checked out. A lot of people, um, unfortunately, do not listen to their body, and they don't follow through, and they don't go to their doctor, um, and they don't get themselves checked out. So if you can do yourself a big favor, is Keep continuing to check your body and making sure that you're healthy at all times. A lot of people kind of fail to do this. Um, One of the things that I did is I did a a post not too long ago, and I talked about anxiety, um, and I talked about four traits that perpetuate anxiety. And one of them was ignoring physiological signs of stress. Now, a lot of times we feel stressed and and we, we have difficulty. Now, one of the things that causes anxiety, the number one cause is perfectionism. Um, this was I, I derived this from a book called The Anxiety and Phobia Workbook. So if you want to check that out, it's a really great book. Check that out on Barnes & Noble. I believe you can get it at Barnes & Noble, or you can get it uh, online. And it's The Anxiety and Phobia Workbook. The number one thing they said was perfectionism. Number two was excessive need for control. Number three, excessive need for approval of others. And then number four, like I said, ignoring physiological signs of stress. So if you have any of those four components, and you tend to be perfectionistic, you tend to have some tendencies of anxiety. So a lot of times I tell people that I work with, they tend to only want to go through um, pills to help them out. Some people use Zag, Ativan, uh, those kind of pills, or Valium to take care of their anxiety. And What I tell them is besides pills, you need to work on figuring out um, behavioral strategies, behavioral modification techniques that will help you with that anxiety, not just the pill. You can't depend against the pill only to help you out. You can't depend on your Xanax to help you out. You have to have some behavioral techniques that are going to help you um, using cognitive therapy to try to get those thoughts. You know, you have distortions, so you're not going to be able to identify certain things. So you need to learn how to look at those bad situations that you find yourself in and how to work yourself out of it, how to counteract those negative thoughts or that negative self-talk that takes you away from being less anxious. Uh, and makes you more anxious. So be careful of that. Um, Those are important tips. Hopefully those tips are helping you out today. Um, So uh, we're getting close to the end of our show. Um, I hope everyone has really enjoyed themselves today. Um, Like I said, next week I'm going to be talking more about mental health and addictions as well as some other mindset strategies for all of you. And we're going to talk about personal achievement uh, goal setting, how are we going to develop better strategies for goals that we're trying to accomplish and what it takes to do that, what mindset does it take to do that. Uh, so I just want to let you know I can be found on Getting Healthy Today on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. I'd uh, love to help you out in any way I can. Uh, like I said, uh, in the next couple weeks, hopefully I can find – We can have experts come on the show and talk about a little bit about what they do, and maybe from the health and wellness industry or even psychology. Some people can come and speak to all of us on this show. Uh, Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the importance of leadership. It's really important that you follow the beat of your own drum. A lot of us are affected by other people. Um, I recommend a great book by John C. Maxwell. It's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. There's 21 laws. You can also check my post on my Getting Healthy Today Facebook page. I put all down all the 21 uh, irrefutable laws, and there's so many great points there to help you understand. Even if you are a leader yourself or you're led by somebody else, you can understand what makes a good leader. So if you ask yourself, what makes a good leader? Think about some of the qualities, Um, law of influence, you know. Does that person have a good influence on you or bad influence? Hopefully leaders are supposed to educate, motivate, and persuade you in a positive light. If you don't have a leader like that, you may not have a a very effective leader. But if you really follow that book, it's an amazing book to follow and uh, to read. You'll get a, a tremendous amount of wealth of knowledge of how to be a much better leader in your life. So, folks, it's been a wonderful day. I'm really happy to have uh, spoken to you today. I hope you've gotten some value. Again, feel free to like and share this blog talk radio program. And, again, I'll see you next week at 1130 to 12, where we'll talk more about, like I said, we'll talk more about mental health, addictions, and goal setting. So, again, take care, folks. It's been a pleasure. And we'll see each other next week at 1130.